Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Whew. Is, yeah, me too. Sorry. <laughs> This, yeah. this is a, a quick special edition because we promised we would come back and talk to you about day two of the defense's attempt to have Prosecutor Wood removed from the Daybell Vallow case. I believe yes. we referred to this as, um, well, we've referred it to it as two things. I think the first time we talked about it, we referred to it as a belligerent turd rodeo. Last yes, night we, we called it a belligerent turd circus. I think I can comfortably call it both after today. Yes, easily. I don't think that uh I don't think that either is incorrect. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, statute 197 of the Idaho Code allows me to say that, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been back to court today. Uh, objection overruled. <laughs> yes. So court started well with a fight <laughs> or it yeah. started with something kind of unexpected that I think is uh, hilarious. And I haven't, we, we, we have an opinion, so we'll tell you what we think, but court started with a bunch of briefs that were filed from both sides, basically, you know, recapping their uh, feelings about the way things went down. And by a, a brief from the prosecutor's office requesting the presence of summer shiftlet. They said, well, if what we did to Summer was so egregious, we would like her to show up and talk to the court about it. We want to talk to her. Yeah. And at that very moment, uh, the shit hit the fan for both of the defendants, <laughs> who, defendant attorneys who, oh, oh my God, they were so visibly pissed off and shaken. And they both argued loudly against it that, her opinion doesn't matter and what happened doesn't matter. And it doesn't, it's what he did that matters and not what she thinks or how she feels, which was so interesting considering that that's what that entire four hour rompus with the, uh, the psychologist on Wednesday was all about. Right. You know, the psychologist who's never met Summer Shiflet, that one. Uh The psychologist who also acted like he'd never met his own brief, you know? Uh, Yeah. He, you know, the one who acted like he didn't actually write that because he couldn't remember a damn thing in it and had to stop and read what he had written before he could speak to any of it over and over yeah. again. Yeah. That guy. So Sorry, I've been laying down and you can tell cause my hair is poking up and I cannot yeah. fix it because <laughs> I'm looking at myself in reverse. Oh, my hell. Okay. Um, I got it's it. It's been another grueling <sighs> afternoon. It's fine. It we really both need some absence is what we need. But... I'm afraid so. Yes. That was quite, mm-hmm. if yeah. I have to listen to prior talk one more time, I swear to God. Yeah, so that's oh, how it started, it and they ended up taking human. a bit of a sidebar. And so yeah. then we were all on break for a little while. They came back. The judge said, no, we don't need to hear from Summer, and here we go. Means tried to argue that the briefs that uh, the prosecution was introducing were completely invalid because these aren't points that they argued on Wednesday. I'm guessing he was wrong, considering that they did argue those points constantly, and the judge didn't say shit. He tried to object a couple of times and it was like the whole room looked at him like, is that boy new in town? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was sort of like, eh, here we go. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know we're kind of mad at Wood for calling him um, incompetent, Inadequate, except that he just keeps freaking proving it. Like mispronouncing words in his own brief. He did that several mm-hmm. times and I was like, really? Mm-hmm. First well, of all, you funny, didn't write this, obviously. Obviously. But when... 
one of the most entertaining things to me was when Mr. Pryor offered his closing arguments, very unput together, disorganized word vomit. And he was obviously quite pissed and shaken up. But one Mm -hmm. of the things I thought was really interesting or kind of hilarious is that several times in his brief, he called, he referred to Mr. Woods as Mr. Means. (laughs) He just kept doing it. It was so funny. And then he referred to Summer Shiflet as Miss Vallow. <laughs> yep. It was just, just gobbledygook. I don't know how it, much he had was. to drink on the break, but good God. He just kept talking in circles and saying the same ridiculous bullshit over and over and over again. He yep. called uh, Prosecutor Wood a liar over and over again. And I get I, to understand what calling him a liar had to do with anything. In Those this are hearing, words, other than just being an ass. Mark my words, those are words that Pryor is going to live to regret. Mm-hmm. Over and over, he asserted that Woods is a liar and a cheater. He's going to be sorry. Mm-hmm. He's going to be sorry. They, uh, you know, they have fired big shots at uh, Mr. Woods and failed. Yeah. Now, when it was Means' turn to talk, he basically reiterated what Pryor said. Uh, mostly, uh, you know, in lots of different kinds of ways, tried to say this isn't very fair. And I don't like it that people are mean to me. And would you all like to see how incompetent I really am by, uh, you know, mispronouncing lots of words? Well, and he read from this bullet pointed list that you could very clearly tell he did not write. Yeah. Because he didn't know what he was saying. That was part of the mispronunciation is that he didn't write this. I bet Pryor wrote it, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. It was... It was intense, tedious, and boring all at the same time. And it was Um, all just full of lies and bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, full of lies and bullshit. But mostly Woods was visibly shaking. Or not Woods. I'm sorry. Jesus. Now, who am I? Prior? Jesus. Yes. Worn off on you. Um, (laughs) He, when Woods, good God, when Means was speaking, he was visibly shaken, shaking, and his voice was shaking. And it got louder and louder and louder and louder. Until he was absolutely shouting at the court. Mm-hmm. It was, dude needed a gummy right then and there. He, it was he did. Awful. He was really freaking out. Well, and um, Evans, who was Wood, Wood's attorney, mm-hmm. had to um, object several times during their closing arguments, which I think is interesting because you don't see that very much because mm-hmm. they mostly can say whatever they want, except that they kept using hearsay. Yes. And you can't say hearsay in a closing no. argument. And so they kept getting objections. And then, and then of course, Means kept obje- objecting during Evans' closing arguments, and he kept getting overruled because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You could almost uh, even see Pryor roll his eyes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, almost Pryor was could. probably texting Wood, sit the hell down, shut the hell you, up. You, you know? mean Means. Or, you mean Means. means. God damn it. Pryor's Everyone done a toast to it. ruined my brain. Yeah. Yeah, Means. He probably I was I need to like, talk to the bar about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, when um, when Mr. Evans offered the prosecutor's closing, he said, there's no precedent for this, for one. That was one of the biggest things here is there is no precedent for what these guys were asking for. There just isn't one, no. particularly in Idaho, but across the board. The judge found one thing, one thing in a court of law in 1954 in New York that basically supported the prosecutor. I yeah. mean, it was just, it was basically that the burden of proof is on the defense. If you guys can hear pigs squealing and crying, 
you probably can. They're right outside my office yelling for their dinner. So oh, no. if it sounds like there's pigs wailing, they are. They want dinner mm-hmm. and hopefully someone else will have noticed that they're asking for dinner and feed them. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't but that be nice? Probably not. But when our little boar Zig gets hungry and starts wanting to eat, he starts putting on quite a show. So <laughs> you can hear a piggy show going on. There is one going on. Anyway, but uh, when Evans, you know, offered his uh, defense, basically he said, there's no precedent for one. There's absolutely no proof that what uh, Mr. Woods did has swayed anything because we haven't even heard any testimony. So we couldn't possibly know. And also, they're also saying, he's saying that if there is any kind of lawyerly disconduct or attorney disconduct, that's not for the court to decide. That's for the bar association to decide. And that is easily proven here in, you know, in Idaho. That's a, that is a statute that's held up. That right. those were, those are his main points. Anything else? Well, mostly that just, they didn't prove anything that yeah. they, that the burden of proof was on, on the defense attorneys to prove that would have done anything. And they didn't all they, it was all a bunch of conjecture by a couple of so-called experts who had not talked to Summer Shiflet, had not evaluated any testimony on her part, nothing. And so it was all just a big bunch of conjecture on their part and that, there was no proof whatsoever that any of this was, in fact, what they said it was. No. Additionally, the uh, prosecution, Mr. Evans, as well as the judge, fell back on the second witness and things that he said to help the prosecutor's case. He definitely helped the prosecutor's case much more than he heard it. He did. Which mm-hmm. was interesting as well. So at the end of the day, the judge, after he talked too much and basically nearly gave me a panic attack with all of it, uh, did rule in favor of the prosecutor and basically said, I just, there's nothing here. You know, there's just nothing here. If you come up with something in the future, let me know. But at this Mm -hmm. point, I'm not hearing anything that would consider that. He said, uh, Mr. Woods may may choose to apologize uh, to Mr. Means for insulting him. Uh, privately or publicly or not at all, if that's his choice. But Mm -hmm. that's about the only thing that he could recommend in this matter. Yeah. So why did they want to call Summer Shiflet this morning? That was everybody's question. Yeah. My opinion is that they were calling the defense's bluff. I believe that after all of that dog and pony show on Wednesday, they went back to the evidence because the evidence was the conversations that Summer had with the police officers after she met with the prosecutor. Yeah. She sat down with them twice for a total of more than three hours. And my belief is that they went back to those tapes, watched through them, checked out her demeanor, her behavior, the things that she said, the way she behaved and decided for themselves, there is no bias. This is what they're saying is definitively not true. We are very comfortable calling her to the stand to talk about her experience and to prove it. I think that the defense knew that they were calling uh, their bluff because obviously the defense knew. They knew that was true because they didn't call her. And why didn't they call her? Right. Nobody they could have put her. this whole thing to bed had they called her, but they didn't. Because they tried to make all this entire thing about misconduct. Yeah, they were trying to prove misconduct, and they've now lost that, yeah. which means good friggin' luck trying to prove it ever again. Yeah. You know, 
Yep, absolutely. Abby is a bartender. She's on her way to work shortly. She's going to have a shot for Mr. Wood. Me too. Yeah. Just for Tyler and JJ. Absolutely. Yeah. I felt way too invested, super nervous. I told Christy, my God, why am I so wrapped up in this? I, I know, but I was too. I'm either way, but I can't help but listen to it. Well, like Mouth of the South says, I call Mr. Means Mr. Potato Head. I wanted somebody to punch Pryor in the mouth so he would shut the hell up. He kept talking in circles. Yes. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. my gosh, you guys. You cannot. Oh. Mm-hmm. It well, was just insanity. He said, here's something that he said that I was like, you're just a prick and everybody knows it, bro. He said, you know, at the risk of uh, this coming back to bite me later, in Ada County, the prosecutors are way more professional than this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he accused me, uh, Wood, of being a liar, a cheater, having Mm -hmm. committed a crime. They kept trying to make this that it was a crime. Um, He had done something criminal. I mean, they're going to be so freaking sorry yeah. <laughs> that they have pissed him off to this level now. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's another couple of things to consider. This is something that I did not catch on Wednesday, but listening to Scott Reich last night, he said, you know, one thing that caught my eye, which this is why I like Scott Reich. I know some mm-hmm. of you guys don't. I know some of you think that he doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I don't want to argue that with you. I think that sometimes he has insight that we don't because we're not attorneys. And this is what he said that grabbed me that I hadn't considered. He said, did you notice that Mr. Pryor said to the judge when they were arguing against uh, solving this with briefs that this is already getting too expensive? Okay. He said, you don't talk to the judge about money. And if Mm -hmm. he's saying that, that means his client's running out of money. He also did a little quick math talking about thinking about how much this whole event has cost each of the defendants and he figured it was somewhere in the six to $7,000 range. So six to $7,000 all said and done. So since we think Chad's footing the bill for the whole thing, somewhere between 12 to $14,000 that Chad has just spent for absolutely nothing. So all of those threats that prior made to the court today, that if you don't get rid of the prosecutor today, I will, and in the nastiest, I will find every single uh, witness and Mm -hmm. I will interrogate them and I will bring them in here and I will put Mr. Wood on the stand. Can't do that. Uh, And I will make him tell me if he was improprietous because now I can't trust anything he says or does. Which again, the drama it's like he put a knife to Summer Shiflet's throat. Good God. It was. It was. So and the threats that he made were unfreaking believable. He's probably not going to do that. Why? No. Because A, they got smacked down today. Yeah. B, his client can't afford it. Right. If these two had public defenders, it is extremely unlikely that this would have ever shown up in front of a judge because it was frivolous. Mm-hmm. And, there and was they no- can't afford there was no standing for this. No. He was but, extremely disrespectful to the judge. Prior was, brown-eyed girl. I absolutely agree with you. The threat He has been in every heard. hearing we have heard. Mm-hmm. He is always disrespectful to the judge, which I just don't ever think it's does smart. anyone any favors. Yep. Well, you know, back when Lori first hired her dream team of attorneys, right? And dream team. And, and right after she got back, to now we now call him Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> yes. 
right after they got back from Hawaii, there were three attorneys on board. They were all from Ada. One of them was Mr. Means. And everybody was like, why is this guy on the case? He has no criminal experience. They thought he was on the case because he had family law experience. But that was it. And then there was uh, El- Elvira, not Elvira. What was her name? El something. Anyway, there were two other attorneys from Ada County. And she was the one that everybody was afraid of. They said yeah. she's the top criminal law attorney in the state and that her specialty is picking apart cases and getting things thrown out due to mishandling of the case from the prosecutor or from the police. And that's how she wins cases is she picks them apart and gets things thrown out until they just don't have enough evidence left to try. Mm-hmm. So they head into court with these three. You guys remember Lori had her bright uh, jailhouse lipstick on. She was the belle of the ball. She was all cute right. and smiley and happy and gave that sneer to JJ's grandparents. Remember this court date, right? And within two days of that court date, the other two attorneys had recused themselves and were gone. Yep. And it left her with wood or with means. So here we are now. And what I really think, oh, Edwina, that's right. Thank you. Yes, Edwina. What I really think, so I think that Edwina and her partner realized that this was a big shit show and that they were being lied to and that they better get the hell out now while they still had uh, good reputations, you know. But at any rate, with all of that being said, I think that what's happening here is that Wood, or sorry, is that means, Godfrey, someone Mm -hmm. tease me, is that means and uh, the prior are trying to replicate what they think she would have done and try to pick apart the the case and get things thrown out like the prosecutor and then lots of other things to try to, because they have no case. Right. I just don't think they have a defense at all. Yeah. Discrediting the prosecutor, discrediting the evidence, discrediting whoever I, that's, that's all they've got. Cause there is no, there is no defense for what they've done. Absolutely. Mouth of the South says, if Summer's attorney was so damn uncomfortable with the meeting in question, why the hell didn't he stop the meeting? Exactly. I mean, right. give me a break. That's, that's I mean, the biggest question of all. Boom. Case closed right there. Also, I mean, what kind of tiny worm does everything that that dude did from that time up to now? Oh, and I then know. he got in court yesterday or on Wednesday and acted very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Lied a lot, couldn't remember anything, shifted around a ton, and then wouldn't really come to many conclusions. No, changed the story. Has probably just hurt himself a lot. Oh, I'll bet. Well, you can hear in the he he participates in the conversation. Oh yeah, he responds, he laughs, he says mm-hmm. yes. You know, you can hear him. Like he wasn't just observing this; he was mm-hmm. a part of the conversation. And at no point did he say, "Hey, this is inappropriate." Summer, we're gonna go sit, stand somewhere else. He, yeah. he could have. He that could would have. be his job. But he sure didn't. The other thing it's about that is, is Mr. Smith LDS? I don't know. I'm very curious because he is the attorney of Summer. He's the attorney of Zulima. And correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that at least at one point, he was the attorney of Melanie Pulowski. Oh, I am and not sure. Birds, need to look in the church, birds of a feather flock together. Right. And that's why around here we have things like Nephi's Electric and CTR Massage. People yes. name their businesses, Beehive, everything, to mm-hmm. make sure people know, I'm a yeah. fellow Mormon, come do business with me. That's mm-hmm. really common. And if I have LDS anybody, whatever. That's a real thing. 
Yeah, that's a very common thing. And so it really makes me wonder if Smith is LDS and that's why all of these guys have gone to him for representation. Is he in their ward? You know, what's the deal? I really wonder. But anyway, because when Wood said on the transcript, well, you know, I'm LDS. Smith said, oh, yeah. Yeah. Smith said that. Mm -hmm. And that sounded like a real threat, didn't it? (laughs) Anyway. It's crazy, you guys. This was completely bananas. Uh, But at the end of the day, here we go. Yep. Yep. We really felt like they were not going to boot him. And now, you know, if he wasn't already on fire for this case, which you know he is, Mm -hmm. he is, you know, thermonuclear at this point. I would imagine. He's put themselves on notice with the court in so many ways by pulling this shit. Their behavior today was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Every time, and I'm going to just switch this for a minute to a psychic perspective because uh, you know everything Christy and I do we're looking at through more than one right. set of eyes right but feeling into the judge today yeah. he was tired he was cranky he was mm-hmm. sick of this and every time Mr. Pryor called the prosecutor a liar a cheater in the most in the terms in the the energy the voice everything oh yeah it was like he was socking the judge I felt like the judge mm-hmm. took a hit every time those words were said oh, yeah. and that it, he was getting more and more mad frustrated and offended they did not help themselves by behaving that way no at not at all not at all it was yeah. sickening really mm-hmm. it was sickening yeah and yeah. he's mad that prior that Wood called Pryor in you know incompetent you should have heard the things that Pryor called Wood today in court yeah. On live stream. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the double standard is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And to set the record straight and try to balance some of that energy, Mr. Wood was very kind to Summer Shiflet. Mr. Wood he is was. a man who is full of integrity. He is a yes. kind person. He is thoughtful. He is in no way a liar, nor is he in any way a cheater. I'm going to put that out there. I believe it to be true. I uh, just too. in the way conducts himself and he conducted himself like a champion in court mm-hmm. on Wednesday and today. He, he never fought back. He never said a word. He mm-hmm. controlled his facial expressions. He was a consummate professional. He was. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was absolutely. And um oh in 2017 Summer's lawyer Smith was in trouble with the licensing authority. Thank you, Shani. We will uh-huh. look into that. Yes, we will. Well, he may be again. He yeah. said that he checked with the Arizona State Bar before he turned that recording over to the defense. He mm-hmm. knew what he was doing was on very shady ground. And if there's not a complaint against him to the Arizona State Bar about this, I'm going to be real surprised. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The the whole thing was a big mess. But ultimately... Yeah. Would prevailed. And, you know, the thing is, even if he hadn't, it's not like it's going to change this case. There's always going to be another prosecutor. There's always going to be another judge. There is an absolute friggin' mountain of evidence against these two idiots. So, you know, ultimately, their day is coming. Mm -hmm. Shani wanted to know, do we think that Lori is calling the shots? It's an interesting question that we've all batted around a lot, but it was interesting to hear Mr. Wood tells Summer that he believes that Chad is calling the shots, especially because Lori, a couple of days before they found the kids, 
tried to get Chad to go to the police. Yeah. And he refused, which makes me think, no, Chad's calling the shots and Lori is still deferring to him. I think that's the case. I do. I think that that Lori is still deeply committed to this insanity. Yeah. And I would believe that Lori and Means Means are having a fling, except for that there is no in-person visiting at the jail currently. And there hasn't been literally this whole time. Yeah. She got to have one face-to-face meeting with him in which she did hug him and was drug off of him by a jailer because you can't touch anybody when you are a, right. you know, a criminal. Well, uh, also COVID, hello. Prisoner, yeah, and COVID. Ever since that time, they have been through glass. And so if they're having a relationship, it is strictly, uh, you know, via... Phone? jailhouse because there's no con there's no contact there's no yeah. closed door meetings there's yeah. none of that whatsoever no. yeah and and that isn't expected to change anytime soon i mean no you know so anyway i mean i'm not saying it's totally off the table i mean Lori, as we know is the one with the golden vagina who tends to yeah you know, real men, men into her bullshit. So I'm not saying it's not on the table, especially because, you know, means, I don't know, right. don't have a lot of trust there, but there would definitely wouldn't be any physical contact happening. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All righty. Well, <laughs> Lori and Potato Head could be having phone sex. Well, they could. It's true. Turning client <laughs> privilege. I don't know. <laughs> I, at, at this point, I still really <laughs> think, you know, all their phone calls are taken up doing something else. <laughs> right. Um, you know, one of the things that that prior kept talking about was how important this case, how big this case is, that this is one of the biggest cases in the state, maybe one of the biggest in the country. And it just brings me back to this is why prior and means are still on this case. It is the notoriety. That's what they're looking for. Yep. Yep. But things like today didn't make them look good. No, make them it look definitely good. Not at all. Like I guess you know, unless you like defense attorneys, I don't know. Personally, not a huge fan. Um, so I was watching the live stream. At least part of it, I watched through uh, Crime Talk through Scott Reich's page. There was per- a person commenting called uh, Means Law, and people were like, "Why is Mark Means in here?" And I'm like, "It's not Mark Means. That's a parody account for sure." Mm-hmm. But it kind of made me laugh. Someone was doing that. <laughs> that <laughs> they weren't really funny. saying anything all that egregious. So it's at least what I saw. It, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, obviously was had a parody account of means. Yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> if they, they, you know, I was watching for him to start spelling words wrong and things like that, but I didn't see it. So I can't tell you. <laughs> or I'm giving the data 2040 or something, same thing. If those two believe that what Mr. Wood did was so egregious that it was nearly criminal, then please speak to me about the postings of Mr. Means on Twitter. Uh, yeah, because speaking of witness intimidation mm-hmm. and complaining about the prosecution and so on and so forth. Yeah, this is the bro who's been doing that. Yeah. So I hope that also gets sent over to the Bar Association so that they can decide if that's misconduct. Right. The no. Bar Association is going to be so sick of this case. Yeah. They- <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. They're going to be telling <laughs> means and prior to forget their number. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello, Crimezilla. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, so that's the tea. I mean, that's what happened today. It's just so wild. 
And honestly, I'm so worn out from that. I can't even tell you what's coming up next in this case. I know there's some other movement. I think actually they were going to schedule next week, the next Mm -hmm. time. Because they still have to rule, you guys, they Mm -hmm. still have to rule on the motion to throw the whole damn thing out. Right. That still has not (laughs) been ruled on because they had to decide first if the prosecutor was getting kicked out before they can decide if they're going to kick out the whole case, which is the most ridiculous thing. Please tell me this is not going to be a multi-day hearing because holy crap. Yeah, that's going to be worn out from this one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. So that's that, going to happen, and then and that's going to be listening to prior talk a lot yeah, and a lot, and then change uh, of venue. So those are yes. the two things that were supposed to be ruled on this week, but right. then of course all of this happened. So next week they're making a new schedule to uh, address both of those, uh, both of those uh, requests. So mm-hmm. that's really all we know. I mean, as it stands, this uh, still goes to trial in the end of July, and that's all we know. Yep, but we'll keep you abreast. We and we'll certainly take one will. With you when we have to, and go and attend the entire uh, belligerent turd rodeo because that's yes. what we do. Yeah, it is what we do. We All right, signed on. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks for being here with us, you guys. We yes. will be back on Monday. We have three great new cases coming to you next week, as well as uh, Wednesday night case updates, Thursday night uh, the psychic show. So. Lots to come. And then, of course, on Sunday morning, if you are a part of Spirit School, at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, it is our guided meditation for the month with me. And I am going to be guiding you to a place that is a part of your spirit, a garden where you can go anytime you need to for peace, for healing. You know, I should probably go there now. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, with, with a little uh, glass of. Uh... Wow, Something. I can't even remember. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where I'm headed. (laughs) All right, you guys, thank you so much. Take care and please have a good weekend. You've been listening to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Bye, everybody. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl production.